here today should be good for you to the extent that you pay attention to God's Word and to the extent that I deliver to you exactly what God's Word says. If we attend carefully to the Word of God with personal reverence and confidence in what He said, it always will do us good. Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 through 11. Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 through 11. The Apostle Paul, remember, was bound in chains when he wrote this. He was imprisoned not for crimes or slander or revolution. What had he done? preached the gospel. He continued from his jail cell to write to Christians, instruct them about Christ and salvation, and impart needed teaching for everyday living. In Philippians 3, there is a theme, and it may be printed above the chapter in your Bible, righteousness through faith in Christ. Listen carefully now. In Philippians chapter 3, verses 8 through 11. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, and may share His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Here's what we're going to do with the text this morning. We're going to inquire through the text of Paul, sort of like an interview, and we're going to let Paul's words supply the answers for this interview. First, Paul, how important is it? We're going to ask Paul, how important is it to know Jesus Christ? Whatever Paul had before his conversion, Christ was so important to him, he was willing to give it up. And so his answer comes back and he says, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ my Lord. Now what was it Paul gave up? What did Paul cast aside 
in order to have the surpassing worth of knowing Christ? The answer is given in verses 5 through 7, still here in Philippians 3. He says about his heritage, circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Now, these attributes and achievements were considered the high marks of merit among the Jews. If you were seeking a position as a Jewish leader, this would be your resume. Philippians 3, 5-7. This would cause people to look up to you. Paul had what many among his peers only dreamed about in his status among the Jewish people. Paul, why did you give all that up? And he answers, because of the surpassing worth of knowing Jesus Christ, my Lord. Now, this next thing I'm going to say is important. Paul doesn't say, I kept my Jewish treasures and awards and just put Christ alongside them. I still have my Jewish attainments and I cherish all those accomplishments. I just added Christ to my resume. No, he doesn't say that. Listen to this very strong language. Whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. And then he adds to that, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. In our modern way of speaking, he threw everything he had away. He threw his Jewish attainments and merit badges in the trash. It all went away. Trophies, awards, reputation, praise from men, popularity as a persecutor of Christians. It all went away. When this man learned who Jesus Christ is and what he did, when it all came together in his mind that the Savior God promised in the Old Testament had arrived, when he considered Jesus' beauty of moral excellence in his life and teaching, his atoning death, his resurrection, his ascension back to heaven to the throne of God, when he learned what he needed to do about all that, he gave up all previous religious merit. He threw it all away. He didn't just add Christ to what he already had. The religious pride of Judaism, he renounced the boasting, the acclaim of his peers, the esteem and knowledge and reputation, the high marks that he had among men. He says, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ.
We are interviewing Paul, relying on his answers in Philippians 3. We have a second question for Paul. What did you find in Christ that prompted such a radical departure from your previous religious status? What was this excellence, this surpassing worth that caused you to make such a change? And Paul answers, not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that depends on faith. I want you to imagine with me that you are a Jew in Paul's time. And yet not obedient to the gospel. You spend a lot of time thinking about your advantages. Perhaps you engage in some boasting. <clears throat> and you take confidence personally when you say, I'm a genuine Israelite. I am of noble birth. And you are orthodox in your belief. You're of good reputation among your peers. You consider yourself to be a Hebrew of Hebrews. Zeal for the law of Moses. You are held in high esteem by your peers, especially when you're persecuted Christians. And you try to take your confidence in that. And sometimes... All of that feels pretty good. And people around you seem to be impressed. And when the people around you are impressed by your Jewish attainments and advantages, that adds a little to your confidence and you feel pretty, pretty good about that. And some days you feel really good about your standing with God. And you think you're gaining a foothold with God inch by inch. But then you slip back and you lose it. You make mistakes. Sin doesn't seem to go away. Sacrifices are offered and prayers are said. And sin may be denied for a while, but still you are unsettled and and incomplete and there seems to be no real progress. Something is missing. And so, in addition to everything else you've packed into your life to try to have standing with God, you latch on to the rules and regulations of the Pharisees. Maybe they've got it right. Maybe the traditions and the religious ordinances that men have compiled, maybe that will get me closer. And so, you become involved in that and your boasting is elevated to some extent, but there remains that emptiness. Then you hear about Jesus Christ. His life and His teaching lines up with everything the prophets said. His miracles cannot be dismissed. His death is just as Isaiah said it would be. He is raised from the dead. There are hundreds of witnesses, including you. The Apostle Paul is able to become a witness of the resurrected Christ. 
You hear the gospel, and you say to yourself, this is what I need. I can believe in Christ and follow Him with a good obedient heart, and all that other stuff I've been depending upon, I can abandon. I can give it all up. I can count it as a loss. And it's like what's written in Romans 8 and verse 3. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do by sending His own Son. Paul says to his readers in Philippians, this is what I found. And this is the excellence of it. This is the surpassing worth of it. This is what Paul is talking about when he says, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. Now his confidence stands on different ground. No animal sacrifices, no allegiance to the Pharisees, no boasting of self-attainment and personal resume, no meritorious acts that put God in debt, rather the activity of faith in Christ. We're interviewing the Apostle Paul. And we have one more question for him. And we're going to let him answer in the text. What end result do you seek, Paul? Here's where we put it all together. 8 to 11, Philippians 3. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness of God that depends on faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and may share His sufferings becoming like Him in His death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Look at that verse. That by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. It would be far better in His earthly life as one obedient to Christ, absolutely no doubt of that. Far better in his earthly existence to be obedient to Christ. But there was more. Paul had a distant, ultimate focus and a hope that he took with him into every day on earth to attain the resurrection from the dead. Stories have been told that back when people were traveling by sea to the new country, in those long days of tumult and passing of time, they would keep their spirits up by talking about where they were headed. 
They would talk about family that they would see when they arrived in America, aunts and uncles and sometimes parents and children and siblings. They would talk about the beauty of the new land. And in some cases, through these conversations of hope, they would become so anxious to get away from the tyranny of their homeland and get to the free country and see their people, they would start jettison, they, they would jettison cargo and thereby lighten the ship to speed their journey away from tyranny to freedom and reunion. They became obsessed with getting there. The destination was fixed in their mind. So they'd get up from these conversations of hope and throw things overboard. Things they considered valuable before. The driving motive and hope was to get where they were headed to see their people. Paul seeks the glory of God in eternity. And in Philippians 3, he has a conversation with the saints in Philippi. And he says, I threw all this cargo out because I want to get there. Attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Zeal for the Pharisees' agenda would not get him there. Animal sacrifice is no longer valuable. It would be through faith in Christ. He would know Christ and the power of His resurrection in the ultimate destination sense. The apostle was willing to do or to suffer anything to attain the glorious resurrection of the saints. This hope and prospect carried him through all difficulties in his work. He did not hope to attain it through his own merit, his own righteousness, are agendas that men crafted, but through the merit and righteousness of Christ. Faith in Christ would take him to his destination. This faith was activated all through his life with a good heart and obedience day to day. Three things. Number one, you should never think of just adding Christ to what you already have in religion. Paul could have done that. He was highly placed in the Jewish religion. He could have simply added Christ to the religion that he already had handed to him by the Pharisees. The Pharisees would not have applauded that, of course. But there were some Jews in the first century who attempted this very, this very marriage like those in Galatia, just add Christ to what you already have. And it's what many people do today. They have religion or denominational baggage they were raised with, and they just add Christ to what they already have. It is like keeping all your trophies and awards and just moving them over a few inches and making room for Christ. Or having a denominational creed written or unwritten or some association and just trying to add the gospel to that without renouncing what isn't gospel. Paul said, I count everything as loss. And then he said, 
I've suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. I threw it overboard to get to my destination. Some of the older translations use even stronger language. Paul divorced the old human religion. He stepped away from the old law and the unremitted sin. And from there on, it was Christ alone and His authority. Christ as His Savior. If you just mix Christ in with popular religion, or you add Him to a religion you've already adopted, you have missed genuine conversion. If you had a previous religion, you need to think of conversion as starting over with only one leader, one set of instructions, and one authority. So check your terminology, make sure your concepts come directly from the New Testament, and never try to mix Christ and the gospel with a religion that you already have. Count it all loss. And press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's down in verse 14. That's the context of Paul's desire to attain to the resurrection. It is all about movement. If you're attaining and you're pressing on, that's all about movement. Paul has a clear, fixed purpose to arrive at the destination and he's going to press on until he's there. I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day. Folks, you just keep pressing, keeping your eye on the goal. You give up what you held to before abandoning the old religion that wasn't according to God's Word at all, and you embrace only Jesus Christ, and then you press on, and you stay with Him all the way, realizing that nothing is as precious as gaining Christ. You've never found anything or anyone like Jesus Christ. And His perfect and undefiled religion, the pearl of great price, Paul said in another place, I have crucified, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. From his baptism on, nothing was more important to Paul than the knowledge of Christ's love and His response to that love. Do you see? It isn't just adding Christ to what you already have in religious background or practice. It is forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead. We press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called us. If you are stuck in a previously acquired religion, and you're beginning to see that religion didn't come from the Word of God, that it's based on human wisdom and human tradition, if that is what has a hold on you, 
old denominational loyalties, previous commitments that really didn't take you all the way to Christ. <clears throat> We're asking you to consider this passage and be moved out of your old loyalties to a singular loyalty to Jesus Christ. Why? To attain to the resurrection of the dead and be with God forever. Where do you start? Jesus said, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. You are invited to that response while we stand together to sing. I need.